What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Views from the Baseline, presented by Baseline Times. I am your host, Chevy, and we are back here for another episode. And we're back to talk more sports. Uh, A lot of crazy news over the last week since we've been on the air last, and it is definitely interesting times, of course, as we always mention. So we'll talk through some hot takes of sports here today. At the bottom of the show, I'm bringing in Greg Huss to discuss the MLB and are we going to get baseball and what's been going on between the owners and players. Um, So if they've decided that baseball will resume as the NBA plans to as well uh, and how that will come about. So, you know, just stay tuned for Greg here coming up in the bottom half of the show. Um, But first I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to win some free things from us. And um, we're doing our first giveaway. We partner with Foco.com. Now Foco.com is a licensed sports apparel website they have some amazing things. Uh, I just got a straw hat from them, my Buccaneer straw hat. Absolutely love it. Uh, so it's a straw hat for your summer adventures. It has the uh, sports team logo at the front. Now under the brim, they have designed the sports team logo with like a little palm tree design for the Buccaneers in between. So the, it's like a black and red palm tree looking shade or whatever. But honestly, I love the hats. They have plenty of te- other teams. So uh, all your f- other favorite teams, football teams, NBA teams. And uh, there's also some other cool designs like cameo designs and uh, generic designs that you can uh, also purchase if you like the style of hat. Um, but amazing straw hat. I also have a pair of slides that I got from them. Um, the, let me tell you, the quality on these slides are great. Um, it, they are not too expensive at all. Very reasonable price, sports apparel. So please, that's Foco, F-O-C-O.com. Check them out. Um, you can go to our About Us section on our website and then link over to them if needed. Again, incredible um, price and incredible gear. I love it. Uh, Foco.com. Shout out to them. Go to our Instagram page at Baseline Times. Now, there are certain rules that you want to go ahead and follow to become eligible for our giveaway. Now, if you are listening to this episode before July 26th of 2020, then you can go on right now and submit your entry. Uh, Just follow us at Baseline Times, follow at Foco USA on Instagram, and then tag a friend in our comment section of the post. So you'll see it's one of our posts that says, hey, it's a giveaway. It'll be pretty obvious. Um, You know, anybody's eligible, just go in, see if you can get your name drawn. We'll pretty much do a random drawing and one lucky Instagram follower is going to go ahead and win either a t-shirt, a pair of slides, or even the straw hat if you choose of your favorite team. So check out the website, see what you like, and enter your name in. And I'm excited about this giveaway. Please, this is not the first and only giveaway. We are planning to do plenty of more giveaways. So go ahead, follow us, You know, keep following us. We'll be giving away a lot of things uh, just to try to give back to everybody who's following, supporting us, and showing love. We appreciate you. Follow us at Twitter, uh, excuse me, on Twitter at uh, Baseline Times. And also check out our, our wrestling team. They're pretty active as well. So the Heels of Wrestling, check them out at uh, at How Pod. So that means Heels of Wrestling Pod, obviously. And you can follow them on Twitter and Instagram under the same username. Shout out to those guys as well. But uh, let's go ahead and get into a little bit about uh, what's going on with Sports World today. Um... You know, a lot has been going on. You know, we kind of can hit, hit on with the in the NBA. Uh, so the NBA is actually giving um, players a deadline to decide 
uh, with their respective teams if they'll be attending in Orlando or not. As we discussed on previous podcasts, Adam Silver has been very adamant that it is player choice if they would like to come to the Orlando bubble or not. Um, sort of the bad news is that Florida being here as a Floridian, uh, a spike in cases, a significant spike in, in cases and reports of the new epicenter of coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, unfortunately. So, um, you know, we're trying to be safe out here. Uh, some Buccaneers players have tested positive in Tampa. So, um, you know, some, some of the, uh, NFL players association have re- recommended that they halt player activities and, and training camps, things like that. Uh, so that's a big concern. Definitely, I, I don't know if this will turn players away, be, even though there's a, a bubble in Orlando with the Walt Disney World Resorts. However, I truly respect any player that's willing to um, protect themselves and family. So I've said it again. That is their choice. That is their right to do that. And so be it. You know, uh, we, we, we will take whatever we can get. And, you know, even if it's, you know, some third string players at this point, Honestly, you know, as long as everyone's being safe and they can conduct and operate safely, I'm all for it. But I respect the player's decision to sit out. So we'll find out more about what the NBA rosters will look like probably by next week as July starts to turn the corner and we get into mid-July. Things will start to be more serious. But the approach the NBA has taken seems like they're headed in that direction to operate even with or without players playing. And so far... The spike of cases in Florida has no impact of them halting that um, there itself. Uh, same thing with the NFL. You know, we're, it's, we're kind of months away from the NFL, so I'm not sure what's going on. Um, everybody wants to know, like, you know, obviously opinions. Uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do we think about the whole uh, Bubba Watson and the news found in his garage and, and so much opinions about that. You know, another hot take coming off the press these last couple of days. But, um, you know, I think what we need to focus on definitely is the camaraderie, the support, the unity that the drivers as a whole in that sport, has stood behind Bubba Watson, most importantly. For the better of the sport, the better and the positive of everything, the unity with NASCAR, the drivers. I mean, incredible footage to see just a trail of drivers following him in the car, and as he gets out, the selfie, man. That's amazing, and I think that NASCAR is going to have a lot of new fans, um, a lot of new supporters, and that sport definitely needed that. So, you know, shout out to NASCAR. I I definitely appreciated that, uh, seeing that as well. Shout out to Dak Prescott. Uh, He did go ahead and sign a $31.4 million exclusive franchise tender, which will now require him to go to a training camp. However, uh, himself and the Cowboys do have until July 15th to work out a long-term deal here. Uh, This will go ahead and make him one of the highest paid NFL players. And the uh, potential with the franchise tag increases a mandatory 20% next season, which will increase to... 37.7 37.7 million with a flat or lower cap in 2021. Um, so that's the incentive for him to secure a long-term deal before July 15th uh, with the Cowboys, uh, pretty much. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Definitely, Jerry has he's paid Zeke. Will he pay Dak? That's the million-dollar question or millions-of-dollar question in this scenario here. Uh, and uh, hopefully those two can work out. I definitely would like to see them under the new regime coaching with uh, McCarthy and going forward from there and, and getting a little bit more different with the offense. So, you know, I'm not too big on the Cowboys. I'm not a Cowboys fan. I am with Rest of America to see Cowboy- the Cowboys lose as a fan, but I think it'd be kind of fun for fantasy purposes to see Dak and Zeke 
eat, uh, especially with the uh, new wide receiver uh, core there with the CD Lamb and uh, going forward from there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let me go ahead and bring in Greg Huss here from CubsInsider.com. Greg, how are you doing today, man? I'm good. Good to be back. Good to be back on the show and excited to talk some baseball because, I mean, we're recording this on, on, what is it, Tuesday, and like stuff is breaking as we speak right now. So I'm excited to talk some baseball. Yeah, I was like, this is perfect. This is great. I was like, oh, let's just, you know, let's talk some baseball. There's a lot of movement going on. Something's got to give. And no, I'm glad to have you back, man. How have you been? How's the life been going in regards to? Good, man. I've been I've been busy recently. We were talking before we started recording. Uh, the MLB draft was going on, and I was doing all sorts of different things for the draft. I was recording. I mean, as you know, we have uh, my pa- my podcast that we do about uh, minor league baseball. So we covered the draft. Um, I hopped on a few different podcasts to talk about what happened in the draft, and uh, me and my co-host. Uh, of our podcast, the Growing Cubs podcast, we hopped on a live stream for uh, during the draft, and so that was that was fun. We were able to kind of cover uh, all of the first round up to the Cubs' first uh, first round pick, and it was weird doing the live live like broadcast live stream. I mean, because it was we were on there for like two hours, and it's tough when you're like not trying to have any dead space, like dead air yeah. space. <laughs> And so well, I don't know it, that that was that was hard. It was one of the hardest things I've done as far as like podcasting and stuff like that. I mean, just because I mean we were live. Anything we said, we couldn't take back. Yeah, like, we couldn't. Was, if we it. screwed up and said something, we couldn't take it back. So uh, that was fun though. We we I, I thought we did a pretty good job for our first time. First time going through. That's awesome, bro. Yeah, no, I, I definitely I tuned a little bit. I, I I'm not gonna lie, I kind of skipped over it because I gotta see my man Greg. You know, at first about the first twenty minutes, I don't know what it was, but it's like, yeah. oh, where's Greg at? But no, that was awesome, bro. I'm I'm proud of you, man. It's been I think it's been about three years since you we've been doing this together here and there as a yeah, guest of yeah. different shows and things. But yeah, man, that was awesome, man. Glad you got that experience and CubsInsider.com. That's where they can find Mr. Greg Huss, and he's gonna be something. You're going to be something special, Greg, all right? <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> Thanks, no, man. You're awesome, man. You're awesome. I, I love having you on this show. But um, let's let's talk a little bit about, you know, what's going on with the baseball here. You know, we talked about we talked about the NBA. I mean, we, the MLS. We talked about NFL is, is kind of months away. But what about baseball? It's just kind of like things were stale, a lot of fight going on between players, owners. Where are we today, though? Yeah, so today it looks like there's a season, right? It looks like there's going to be a season. Uh, we're sitting uh, on, it looks like, July 1st that uh, spring training 2.0 is going to start up. I thought I saw a couple of tweets saying it was funny because there was spring training 1.0 and spring training 2.0, and neither actually happened in spring because the first spring training is in, actually in winter, right? and now we're in summer, so we got two spring trainings, but neither actually happened in spring. But anyways, uh, yeah, so spring training 2.0 starting up in, on July 1st. Uh, the ownership, or I guess Rob Manfred, the commissioner, was able to kind of institute a 60-game uh, regular season. It was his kind of ultimately final decision to kind of institute the season after m- literally months of fighting between Major League Baseball Players Association and the MLB owners, uh, trying to get some sort of season going. And it just kind of what ultimately ended up being decided was it, it went back to the agreement that was made back in March. Um, before all this fighting kind of started, and it's kind of been a black eye on the sport, I think. I mean, because we everyone kind of looked at looked at baseball as 
they would be the sport to kind of come back first and MLB should have probably taken advantage of like getting some new fans, right? Like yeah. getting some new fans when no other sports were going on. And instead it kind of did the complete opposite. And it was kind of a, a, a big, huge fight and a black eye on the sport for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I know we talked about that too uh, a little earlier in the, I think I had you on sometime in April and just kind of getting at what can baseball do. Um, so what re- really was like a hold up from my understanding, was there an original agreement that was made in March that retroactively they went back and agreed upon basically the players said let's do this the owner said no but now the owners are saying yes is that basically what happened and yeah so there, there was back in march yeah like, like you said back in march there was an agreement made between the players and the owners that um basically more or less the what what it could come down to is the commissioner can make the final say they he can say exactly how many games are played for the season, but uh, players would get their full prorated pay for however many games that was. Um, and then after that agreement was made, the owners tried to come back with different types of agreements, right? Where they they were uh, wanting to play more games, but pay the players less, all sorts of different things thrown out there. Um, and basically the players the entire time were in the mindset that they just wanted their full prorated, prorated, prorated pay, um, which... I've seen like I've even even seen people that follow like sports pretty closely kind of getting all pissed off at at the players saying like oh yeah. the, the players shouldn't get like their full pay and I feel like it's been a huge like misconception that like the players didn't want their full pay like they didn't want their pay for a regular 162 game season they just wanted their full prorated pay so like if they played 50 games they wanted pay for 50 games or if they paid 120 games they wanted paid for 120 games pretty i mean pretty simply they they wanted paid for the games they were playing you know um and the owners came back with all sorts of different proposals um basically trying to save as much money as they possibly can because owners like in baseball or in any sport the owners are out to try to make as much money as they possibly can you know yeah um so they were throwing out all sorts of ideas where all right we're gonna play 80 games but um we're gonna go with 50 games worth of pay for you players. And uh, you could potentially make more money down the road, things like that. Um, but it went back and forth, back and forth. And ultimately the, the, the owners made about three or four different proposals and they all equaled to about players getting about 35% of what they would have get, been paid. And the players weren't about it. The players kind of st- stood firm with what they wanted. And um, I think through the whole course of all this, they kind of, they, they, quote unquote one, you know, I mean, I think they, they did what they needed to do um, and they're going to get paid their full prorated pay for the 60 games that Manfred is kind of instituting. Yeah, absolutely. How do, how do you feel about Manfred after this situation? <laughs> you know, you know how my answer is going to be when you ask me that question. <laughs> well, first we're kind of going back. It was the, the Astro situation. Now yeah, we have a pandemic. Yeah. How do you handle that? So the yeah. expectations were low, right? <laughs> Man, he just, he hasn't, I was talking on a podcast a couple of weeks ago and I was saying that Rob Manfred came in and he started being a commissioner right around the same time as Adam Silver did for the NBA. Right. Okay. And you look at those, like the, the tracks oh, that yeah. those two guys have gone <laughs> on and like, like Adam Silver has been great for the NBA for the most part. Right, I mean, right. obviously he's had some mistakes, but for the most part, he's been great for the sport and great for the NBA. And you look at Manfred, man, and he has just been every single move he's made has been the wrong move. And I get that. So I get that as commissioner, his job is to like represent the owners for all the teams. And like his job is to make as much money for those owners as possible. 
but it just he's doing that while also kind of selling out the sport and i think he's instead of growing the sport which is part of his job description is growing the sport and making the the league better i just think he's he's selling out the sport for a few extra dollars for the owners and i get that he represents those owners but to me it just i guess it also just seems weird that a commissioner doesn't like isn't kind of like the middleman like the intermediary between like the the players and the the owners because like it seems like that would make more sense and be good for the sport but instead like there's no one out there like actually representing the sport you know yeah yeah absolutely and no i mean because i i had the same impression that this is all in the players they don't want to you know they want all their full money and Mm -hmm. like as looking from the outside in and then you start researching and kind of obviously following someone like yourself and like this is not making sense man like who's wrong who's right or what what are they you got what these guys fighting over um, you know, just kind of a little bit, you know, off the script here is how, how do you feel overall, like with the players in any sport and especially, you know, when it comes to baseball, like for the ability to ask and demand for their money, also the ability to play or not to play, you know, I mean, especially it's a real pandemic that regardless of how many millions of dollars in their account, they're not, you know, uh, immune to COVID-19. So how do you feel about, like, yeah. do, do you think this is like in sports in general, should these guys should just suck it up, play because they have millions of dollars and entertain us while we're bored. <laughs> yeah. I, I, th- I think that the easy thing to say is that, Oh, like these guys are literally millionaires and like, they don't, they don't need any more money. Yeah. But it's also like, if you're not taking the side in my eyes, at least if you're not taking the side of the players, like you're taking the side of the owners. Like you can't like, you yeah. can't be against the players and also be like, so if you're on the side of the owners and like those guys are billionaires, like those guys make yeah. just so much more money than what the players do. And you look at the players and like these players are like the 0.00001% of what they do as their profession. You know, like, right. like they, in, in, in the world, like these guys are the best in the entire world at doing what they do. And their, their careers are so are, are short too, you know? Yeah. So I, I, it's one of those things where if you look at it and if say say over the course of like a regular like a normal season, um, the, a team ends up making making more money than they expect to, right? So say say like say the the Chicago Cubs make more money over the course of a season than they expect to. The, they don't. The ownership doesn't pay the players the extra money because like they made right. more money over the course of the years. That's so why profit, should yeah. the yeah? So why should the why should the owners pay the players a whole lot less if there's less money coming in? It's just. I don't know. It, it, the, that's the way I look at it. It's, it's super easy to look at it and be like, yeah, the players are millionaires. Like they, they can take a pay cut, but it's also like, yeah, they take a pay cut, but like prorated to the amount that amount of games that they play, Which you know what I mean? Fair, and right. then you kind of th- threw in the idea of like, yeah, like we're also in a pandemic and that's like throwing in a whole nother crazy, like craziness into all this, you know? It is, and yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I, I read somewhere that kind of like I think the NBA has the same thing where Major League Baseball is saying if you are a high-risk uh, individual and you don't feel comfortable participating, then mm-hmm. you don't have to, right? Like right. You, can, you can opt out. And I think that's the best way to go about it. And I, I just hope to, yeah. that – I think – yeah, exactly. And my biggest hope is that fan, like a, a player does that. I, don't, I hope that fans don't like ridicule the player because they, cho- they chose to do that. Like they, they chose to do that for a reason. Yeah, uh, like we can talk about like Kyrie Irving and how how crazy he is all the time, but like <laughs> these players are probably doing that for a reason. Like yeah. you can't hold it against them when like in the middle of a pandemic, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I would agree with exactly what you said. It's like it, I really didn't think about the point. Like what you said, if you're gonna take 
the owner's side of them making almost so much more money. You know, think about that. But I think, you know, as us, as if we kind of, I guess in a sense, dumb it down to levels of us being here as just normal Americans. Like if we had the opportunity, right, to fight like that, if we had the opportunity to negotiate, we would take it. And, you know, of Mm -hmm. course, if we had the opportunity to say, hey, due to this pandemic, I'm going to sit this out without being penalized from our job. A lot of us would take the opportunity. And, you know, I mentioned on last week's episode is like there are companies, major corporations that I'm fully aware of and involved with that, in a sense, uh, that are offering, I mean, while it may be unpaid, because with the NBA, if you don't show up, you're not going to get paid, which, you know, makes sense as well. So, you know, hey, we'll we'll keep a job. We'll you'll won't be penalized, but just understand you won't get paid. So I think that when presented that option, you know, why not? If If a lot of us put ourselves in their you know the, the player's shoes but you know i respect it man we don't know about situations whether their families have underlying conditions and putting you know children in jeopardy so yeah. you know those are some yeah. little things that i think as as a parent myself and just being a human man we kind of just have to reason with them i mean none of us are immune to it greg doesn't matter how much yeah. zeros in our account <laughs> if we had that exactly exactly <laughs> we yeah. could all get covid and, and go the situation from there who, who knows what happens but um yeah, man. Um, so it looks like here is a 60-game season. Let's talk a little bit here about pros and cons. Like, what do you like about this amended version? Because we're going to see something different that we've probably never, ever seen in baseball before, right? Yeah, it's going to be weird, man. Like, it's going to be so, so strange. I mean, because we have we typically see a 162-game mm-hmm. season in Major League Baseball. And I, I, I read somewhere that with it being 60 games, it's the shortest season that we're going to see in Major League Baseball since, like, 1887 or something like that. Like, right. it's literally since the 1800s like that's ridiculous but i don't know i i think that it's it opens up a possibility for just craziness to happen as far as who makes the postseason and who make who ends up winning the world series uh i mean obviously teams like the dodgers and the yankees and 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 teams like that are going to be good regardless um but you look at a team like the nationals and last year the nationals threw 60 games they were like under 500 like they weren't going to make the even make the postseason they ended up winning the world series so, I mean, I, I think that just more everything is just kind of up in the air as to how everything will go. I've seen a lot of debates on like what teams will benefit most from a shortened schedule. And I don't know. I, I think that you you can argue that one way or the other all you want. Um, but we've just never seen something like this before ever. Yeah. Like we just don't know what it's actually going to be like. I mean, I, I think that it would probably favor teams that are like that are, are really like, uh, I guess, top heavy in talent like they don't necessarily need to be deep that's because like there's not there's not as many games so like in the dog days of summer which are typically like like games like 110 to 130 right when it's like Mm -hmm. it's like the heat of the summer and and people have already been going for several months like we're not going to see that anymore where guys are getting injured and stuff like that so um and i i also figured a lot of these guys are probably in really really good shape too i mean they've had literally more months to kind of get in better shape and stuff like that so um, I don't know. It's just going to be, it's going to be wild. It's going to be a wild, wild season. Yeah. I know we talked a lot about these contract guys, um, as well. And, um, you know, some, some of the pitchers and, and any concern, I mean, now, instead of them getting the spaced out games, you know, does that change anything in baseball when it comes to some of the pitching scenarios, just for some, somebody doesn't understand, you know, from a pitcher yeah. perspective. I, I, I feel like for, for starting pitchers, um as long so a lot of times like they pitchers get kind of worked into the season right so like a starting pitcher isn't going to throw 120 pitches in his first few outings of the season because like he's not quite like he's not like warmed up and ready Um, i'm hoping that these guys are like ready to go when the season hits you know um 
as long as that's the case, then like a starting pitcher typically makes like 30 to 35, like around 30 starts in a season. And they're not going to have to make 30 starts in a year. They're going to make literally like, like 10, like about 10, 10 to 20 starts in a season. Um, so they're going to be able to go deeper into starts. They're going to be able to throw more pitches, throw more innings. So instead of a starting pitcher going to the fifth inning and then seeing a lot of bullpen in the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth, you're going to see starting pitchers go to like the seventh and eighth innings and then kind of turn it over to those, like those big closing, like the big closers and the big, big guys. We're not going to see the middle innings, I think, used quite as often. Got so, you. okay. Um, I don't know. That, that could contribute to, to like low scoring, lower scoring games than we've seen in the past, which is like the exact opposite of what Rob Manfred and like baseball wants to see. Yeah. But I think with the way this is set up, we might see a lot lower scoring games. Gotcha. Yeah, I know that makes sense. Uh, obviously, you know, obviously, um, so it seems like definitely like the the middle the middle pitchers. Okay, that that makes sense. So um, July twenty fourth, man, that's the target date. That's the day it's it's gonna it's gonna start. Um, yeah. How is this all going yeah. down so far? Like, uh, you know, just to kind of go through, like, is there a bubble? Are they doing the NBA thing? Or you know, how are, how are we getting this sorted out? Where are we playing games? Yeah, I it, from what it sounds like. I mean, it, and it could literally it could change in the next twenty four yeah. hours. Stuff's <laughs> going crazy, but from what it sounds like, is everyone's going to play in their normal home home ballparks um, across the entire country. It sounds like teams. So there's not going to be minor league baseball, which I mean, kind of sucks for a guy like me that, that yeah. that's what I do is I cover <laughs> my minor league baseball. But um, there's not going to be minor league baseball. So you know how like throughout the season guys get called up and, and sent back down from the minor leagues. That's not going to be an option anymore. Right. So what it sounds like is that teams are going to have like kind of a home base, um, probably in their spring training facilities in, in Arizona and Florida. Yeah. And uh, be able to kind of call guys up and also have a taxi taxi sw- squad going. Um, I also read something about uh, having potentially like unsigned players, like free agents that kind of call Nashville home. And so okay. they all like kind of, train and stay in shape over the course of the season in nashville and if a team needs to sign a new player from that that bubble i guess in nashville they can go go to nashville sign one of those guys um it's just i think a lot of what's being being worked out right now is the like safety standpoint right like making sure that that people in the dugout people in the clubhouse are safe and and making sure that their families that are hanging around these teams are safe too you know right right and then uh universal dh is here for now um how do you feel about that yeah okay so i know like i feel like among baseball fans uh, like the dh argument is like one of the most polarizing (laughs) things you can like argue (laughs) because like the american league has the dh and they're like they're they're used to it they love it everything's great and you look you talk to like national league fans and they're like screw the dh like that's not real baseball and i stand in the group that like I, i i want a dh in both leagues because and not because so most people say because like having a hitter hit is better than having a pitcher hit, obviously, right. and it is. But I just think it's weird. Like I just think it's the strangest thing in the world that one league has this position, has a DH, and one league doesn't. And I just think that both leagues should have the same rules. Yeah, and I agree. They're not going to ever get rid of the DH in the AL. So my thought process is just add it to the, the NL. Universe, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. yeah, and and because it's just like think about how weird that is. Like it'd be like it is a little weird. It'd be like yeah, it'd be like in in football, right? It'd be like in football where like the NFC has to, has to have one guy that plays both offense and defense, and the AFC they doesn't have to have that. that. Yeah, 
And a lot of people it's don't like understand that about baseball. Yeah, it is. It is strange. A lot of people don't understand about the baseball. And you know, I found out maybe two, three years ago, really understood what that meant. I was like, wow, that's that's, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. But um, no, it's, I think it's it's good. Well, one of the the good modifications here, at least, was the uh, yeah. restart uh, coming up. How do you feel about the playoff format, though? Uh, playoff format. Yeah. So uh, last I heard, uh, this could this could have changed, but last I heard, it's remaining the same for the for the playoffs this year. Um, I know that a lot was tossed around with expanding it, right? Um, but I, I so I'm actually I, I like the right now. There's ten teams in the playoffs. Ten of the thirty teams make the playoffs the postseason, and I actually prefer like a smaller postseason. I know like the like how the NBA does like the full sixteen teams, yeah. And I just think that's a, like I. I've just been very against throughout my life, like the big, like the big postseason, the big playoffs. Um, just because I, I feel like it kind of, uh, it doesn't put as much emphasis on the regular season. And you look at a sport like the NBA, where like the playoffs are king. And I know that like having a bigger playoffs is kind of key to kind of catching that demographic that loves the playoffs. Yeah. But it also kind of like de incentivizes like doing well in the regular season. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can um, agree with that. Absolutely. And I think that that maintaining like a smaller a smaller postseason format is probably ideal as far as I'm concerned. Um, I know, but I, I'm also not going to ever argue against more baseball. So yeah, <laughs> I, well, if, if there's more teams, like, I guess I'll take it. Yeah. I think as fans, you know, like to hear more teams, more games, yeah, you know, it's the same with the NFL, you know, they added, um, yeah. the, the, the two extra uh, teams from each side in the conferences and the NFL, you know, so more, more football, you know, it's cause to me, that would seem weird to have two extra teams sitting at home on the first week of playoffs in the NFL. Like really, we have two extra teams from each conference is sitting at home, like what the hell's going on? Like why can't yeah? Why can't just the first round or first seed get a buy on each conference? But anyways, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would agree with that as a fan perspective. Definitely more the better, but uh, I think but I think it works for baseball, man. The ten teams works for baseball. It it's a yeah. game that you feel that the playoffs they progress obviously a little bit quicker. You know, for the whole entire month of uh, October, you know, normal yeah. right? Yep. So you know, we're getting. You know the the uh, World Series towards the end of October, regardless, and there's a game you know pretty much every night, so it, it progresses along um, perfectly fine. I think and that works for baseball. It's something that if anybody's used to compacting something, it's you know, schedule at least it's baseball players because yeah. the NBA yeah. they they we you know in the NBA they've been trying to reduce the back to backs. They've been trying to reduce the mm-hmm. amount of games in a week so from three to four nights a, a, a week to you know two or three spaced out in the, the full seven day schedule, you know, or the week. Yeah. So the NBA might try to compact that from what I understand. And uh, what's interesting about both these scenarios is that, you know, negotiations, negotiations still have to happen. I mean, there's agreements. Everybody still has to come together. Basically the first, they've always said, Hey, well, it's kind of like a handshake, right? Like, Hey, let me shake your hand real quick. We'll agree to do some business, but the contract isn't really signed. So that's kind of like where both of these um, organizations are at the same thing with the NBA. I mean, any point in time they can pull out, but the assumption right yeah. now is that let's play ball. That's the assumption right now yeah. for both, both uh, organizations, NBA and MLB um, right now, which, you know, it, the assumption for the NBA, they're, they're moving along. They're saying they're giving a deadline to the guys say, Hey, if you want to pull out, let your team know by June 24th um, mm-hmm. and then pr- progress from there. Even with the rising concern in Florida here of, uh, COVID-19 cases spiking right now as we speak um yeah, and that's a yeah. concern um and, I, and you know speaking of that I know there's like a little bit of concern of like in Arizona and um you know Florida being you know training camp areas and definitely with Florida right now uh do you like foresee maybe the Rays the Marlins having a 
play yeah, somewhere else. I, I don't know, man. I I feel like I'm I'm just curious to see how all of it gets handled in all yeah. sports. I mean, like I, I've obviously focused on Major League Baseball, but like all sports in like so like what like what happens if one person comes down with COVID, mm-hmm, right? Correct. What happens when when four four guys do on one team? Like what happens if an entire it goes through an entire team? Like yeah. does does the team have to forfeit games at that point? Like I I just don't, it, it's it's interesting to see like how this all plays out. And I, I really, I really have no idea. And I, I, I could, especially with spring trainings going on, because I know that teams have the option to either go to, go back down to Arizona and, and Florida where they typically have spring training, or they can go back up and just like do it in their home ballparks, which right. I would think that doing it in their home ballparks would be like the route to go. But I, I mean, obviously teams are going to go back down to Florida too. So I, it's just, it, it could all this, everything seems great right now, right? Like as far yeah. as the players and the owners finally agreed and we're having baseball, but like after we've spent the last like three months just focused on those on those negotiations, like now it's like focusing on on the pandemic the and how thing, that's yeah. going to affect baseball, which is what like the NBA has been focused on most of this time. And so I just I hope that MLB has also like thought about that part of it rather than just like kind of trying to <laughs> right. negotiate these these contracts, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And but I think that the interesting part about you know the MLB is that they're 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 keeping everybody at home, so we'll see how that goes, especially with the travel. I mean, obviously, you know, they can have the private travel and then you know disinfect as needed, test as needed. Uh, I know testing was a concern, but obviously that doesn't seem to be an issue for America right now. We have plenty of tests available according to our president mm-hmm. so uh <laughs> obviously that's that much of an, an issue so uh, i think that we would we're gonna have to wait and say you're right man i think that's to me that's my biggest concern because i just don't you know i'm on i'm on i'm on the player side obviously you know there's no there's no shame in saying that but it's because of safety man at the end of the day you know you have a choice to show up and and perform a job if you want to but also think about yep. your family safety yourself as as well so just like in everyday jobs like you and me, I mean, having to decide how how we treat everything and how we react to everything, yeah. players are going to have to do that too. Yeah, 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 absolutely, man. So we'll, we'll definitely see what happens. I mean, one of the things that, that's a bummer is that uh, no fans. I mean, I don't know how long that's going to last, but I mean, th- yeah. that, I'm going to miss that, definitely. I mean, TV's great, but attending the game here and there, whether it's baseball, football for me, I, I can get any of that at any time. The summertime is a beautiful time for that, except for basketball, but yeah. It's a beautiful time to go down to you know Marlins Park or you know head to Tampa Bay and just catch a ball game there. Well, and the, I guess the craziest thing about the no fans, as far as like baseball's perspective, is baseball's like dealt with really bad blackouts as far as um, teams can't or like fans can't watch their teams play on TV. Like they can't they can't watch them because yeah. it's blacked out in certain areas um, because you have to watch on like local broadcast things like that, which is super super bad for the sport and it has been for a long time. And it's going to be a, a really it's going to be a bigger issue this year because fans can't like local fans can't go to the game anyways, so they can't go to the game at at the stadium and they can't watch on TV. It's like what are they going to do? How are they going to, they're going to watch these games? I was reading something the other day that said that the state of Iowa is blacked out of games for the Minnesota Twins, for the Chicago White Sox and Cubs, for the St. Louis Cardinals, and wow. for the Kansas City Royals. And so they can't watch any of those games on TV unless they watch it illegally, like on a legal like Reddit stream or something like that. Yeah. But they can't watch they can't watch anything on TV, and now they can't go to the go to the field. So it's like, how are these fans going to watch watch games? And it's just the only way they can is by paying for MLB TV. And who's going to want to drop that much money on something that they don't even like? They're going to watch sixty games. It's That's just true, I, I think a lot of MLB's problems have kind of come to a head this year. 
And I, I think like the coronavirus kind of kind of brought that out of the sport. And it, it should be interesting because a part of these huge negotiations like this, this the past few months has been because the CBA is up um, for the players and the owners right. at the end of 2021. So it was one of those things where neither side wanted to really give in because they didn't want it used against them when they go back to negotiations in a year. And Absolutely. so those negotiations, like if we're looking at this now with major league baseball and how crazy it's been, it's only going to get crazier over the next year as they prepare for like new nego- negotiations between the CBA. Yeah. It's funny because the NBA is heading the same direction as well. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. the, the pandemic is hitting at a time where it's creating confusion now, confusion for the future. Uh, yep. it, it really is an interesting time, man. Like we always say it <laughs> whenever I catch up with you guys on this podcast, we have chats that before and after, but that's all we can say to each other. It's like, this is crazy. Like how? Yeah. I'm glad man, we we're should not... just start our own league. Yeah. Just start our own league. <laughs> we'll, we'll pull a Kyrie and yeah, start our own league. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what to say, man. It's just, it's we really saw, the, crazy. We saw how that went with the XFL the second time around. So yeah, exactly. Day, right. Yeah. So I don't know about that. Never mind. <laughs> and then, now we might not even get that back either. So, <laughs> uh, it's been crazy, man. It's been a pleasure though, Greg. I mean, I'm glad that at least during this time, you know, you and I can still kind of be able to do this and uh, we're still, we're, we're still willing on trying to find a way to talk about sports, but hopefully, Hey man, another, I guess, uh, 30 days or less, we should be able to get some, yeah, man. some real live action and <laughs> start to talk yeah, about. Man, you get me back on here soon and I'll be talking about like actual baseball going on. Not just like how oh, stupid the owner is and, and the commissioner. <laughs> It'll be great. It'll be great. Yeah. But like you said, man, it's brought to light so much of issues that I believe that maybe some positive can come out of this situation. I'm always looking at the positive. So hopefully, you know, we can, we can just move forward, man. Society, obviously a fanless society, I guess we can call it for in the interim time and yep i mean I, like i said I'll, I'll, that's the part i'll miss but uh just to enjoy it and uh, hopefully everyone's safe man like i said and like you mentioned baseball nba anybody that's playing a sport or a sports league has taught has thought this through to some t- certain extent protect uh, player safety and not just that you know i think you're the one who mentioned like you got to move a whole ball club you know you got to move coaching you know coaching staff umpires things like that it's yep. It's it's a big league, man. Uh, any last minute thoughts or shout outs for you, Greg, today? Uh, no last minute thoughts. I'm just I'm glad baseball's back. I'm excited to talk about it, even though. So I mean, it, it, you can you guys can I guess go out there and follow follow my podcast. Yeah, um, please. We're we're still posting posting every other week. We're coming out with uh, it's the the Growing Cubs podcast, and uh, me and my my co-host Jimmy Nelligan, we hop on. And um, recently, we've been doing a lot of interviews, which has been good. So we've been able to get a lot of uh, minor league Cubs players on. We have we've had a couple of broadcasters on, um, some other writers and. Really, it's been good to talk talk to those those players and just kind of get their perspective because I know that talking to major league players and talking to minor league players is a big difference. Um, those minor league players are are cool to chat with and get their experiences in the minor leagues and, and what it's like to to be a professional athlete. You know, um, so everybody out there listening, go check out Growing Cubs. Um, find me on Twitter at Out of the Vines, and um, I'm over there tweeting about um, all all things Cubs prospects, MLB, all that good stuff. But yeah, just excited baseball is back. Good to talk to you, man. I appreciate you having me on.